What are we discussing on today's podcast, you ask? Well, it's Tuesday. That means another crossover with Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres discussing the biggest MLB deployments this season, trade deadline targets, and the latest Locked On MLB power rankings, all on today's Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Without further ado, let's bring on the man for the crossover this hour, Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. I didn't bring him on. I just unmuted him, but there he is. (laughs) How are you, sir? I am doing phenomenal as always, sir. I love this partnership of ours. It's it's unfortunate because people don't see behind the scenes when mm-hmm. Millard really just bullies me. Okay. Uh, it, it's actually quite abusive. It's mean. It's cruel. He's look, I, I've said for a long time mm. his Twitter presence with that very wow. little, like just classic that headshot. It's a ruse. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know the demon side. You don't know how absolute trash talkery Wow. This man can be. It's true. I've seen the league chat messages, my friend. <laughs> Unfortunately, now I will say this: no, not even be facetious at all. Like, I don't know why you're always winning at fantasy sports. <laughs> not stop. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Good. Even when he's not good, he wins. Like his team isn't that good, he wins. It's, gotta I'm get kidding. in the dance. You gotta make the wild card. It's true. It's true. That's absolutely. That's kind of what we got to talk about today. Is all the teams that. Might not even make the, the, the dang dance, man. I mean, it's yeah. been a, a year of, I think, and we were kind of comparing, say, the drop-off from teams from 2021 that were good to 2022, last year that were good. And the drop-off from this year is is a lot bigger, I think, so far um, with teams in baseball. Like, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty harrowing when you when you look at it, just how much of a shakeup I think every division's had. Yeah, I was talking with Sully Baseball yesterday. Or just like, we don't really know. There's still so many question marks surrounding these divisions and who is still going to mm-hmm. get hot in the second half. Like, we know the Braves are probably going to be there at the end. We know Tampa Bay is probably going to be there. I want to say my D-backs are going to be there. But outside of that, it's like, this, these divisions are going to change and switch up so much. I mean, the Twins, the, the both the Central Divisions. I mean, mm-hmm. the NOS, you still got so much parody. The Giants are jumping the Dodgers. The Padres are getting hot. So it's like, where the standings are right now could be drastically different. Um, by the end of the season and real quick one quick ps for the for the listeners out there about how i bully javi behind the scenes i was the one i was bringing up how next week is our one month crossover anniversary how i was gonna send him a nice <laughs> gift nice box of chocolates a little fruit bouquet to the door it's gonna come on Ooh. here lie and slander my name bro i just want to put that out there i was the one that remembered our one month anniversary coming up he forgot but yeah the standings are crazy javi mm. and i'm looking at that nl west right now and your Padres in the last 10 games have been performing a little bit better. There's still a couple games below 500. I mean, the Giants are probably the shock in that division with how they've been playing. But mm-hmm. how are your Padres starting to look? It seems like they've been heating up at least a little bit. Are they finally starting to come through with runners in scoring position? <laughs> Not totally. Uh, at okay. the time we're recording this, they lost a heartbreaking game against the Giants that everyone can go check out my show when I recap the game. But too long, didn't read version if it's too old of a a thing for you is there's questions around Bob Melvin's bullpen management that guys weren't quite ready. Should they have used Tim Hill and, you know, Josh Hader wasn't available. Guys were tired. But then the other thing was that they're one for seven with runners in scoring position again. Uh, and they lost a game in which Wanso hit two home runs. So the runners in scoring position thing is still nuts. I think it's like 
below 200 still batting average uh, with runners in scoring position. The WRC plus numbers, if you want to get a little bit more advanced, is also still at the bottom. So they don't even have, I feel like that stat might point to, say, drawing more walks and maybe are they getting unlucky and what like that. No, no, no. It's not just unlucky. Uh, the Padres just straight up are just really terrible with runners in scoring position. That's the thing that's going to hold them back. Um, I wrote over at Just Baseball recently, which I Ooh. think the article will probably be out by now. Uh, just a little panic monitoring for underperforming teams this year uh, that have been really bad. You know, teams like the, the 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 Cardinals, the Mets, and then the Padres. And I ranked them at DEFCON 2.5, which I equate to when your mom leaves you at the grocery store line. You oh. know what I'm saying? You know how you know how you panic when they're like, wait, I got to go get something. They leave you with the cart when you're a kid. Oh. And you're just sitting there and you're like, what the heck? And they're like, all right, next. And you you don't know what to do. That's the panic level they're at. It's not the worst in the world. Okay. But it's still, it's not great, man. I mean, it's. Is it 2.5 out of 10? No, DEFCON's out of four. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Oh, so this yeah. is high. Yeah. So this, you got, this you is got high. standing in line in the grocery store like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 2.5 out of 10 for the grocery store line. I was like, that makes it out of four. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're some social anxiety now. All right. It's tough, man. It's yeah. tough. They are playing a little bit better, but it still just feels like the same sort of issues. And it's kind of remarkable considering how good they are at every other facet of team building. Or at least I should say just not even team building, but just the the makeup of their team, I think, is the way to put it. Well, let me put you on the spot. Let's do a fun power ranking because we are going to talk about <laughs> the biggest MLB disappointments. I'm going to throw five teams at you based off last season's record in the standings and expectations coming to this year. How would you rank these five teams in terms of disappointment? Of course, sadly, I have to put your team in there. This yeah, year, of, course, of course. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You're my boy. I don't want to do it, but they're in there. St. Louis <laughs> Cardinals, another team. Number three, New York Mets. And then to round it out with a little American League, how about the Cleveland Guardians? Mm-hmm. and the Seattle Mariners. If you had to power rank those teams one through five, who do you think has been the biggest disappointment of those five teams? I'm going to say Mets number one, mm. because bottom line is just the headliner, biggest payroll in history. Yeah. You have to. And, and I know that the Padres is a lot, don't get me wrong, but I think they're up there. I would say Padres have to be number two. I would say that if we're doing by like a really, like if we're getting really into the nitty gritty, the Cardinals yeah. considering that their division is so bad Terrible. if you're a dodge if you're a padres fan you could be like hey man like if you're at, the, you're at a bar arguing with your jerk friends or whatever that are saying you guys choke and stink, you could say hey well I, we have the giants who are consistently good and they find guys all the time gabe capper won a manager of the year two years ago and they're they're really smart with the way they build teams and they added some good pieces and you know lamont wade is basically just juan soto right now like it's yeah. it's possible to say that and then you have the d-backs who have a great farm and they have the top prospect in corbin carroll and then you have the dodgers as always but with the cardinals it's like you're getting cincinnati's kicking your butts now yeah Look, you can't really beat the cubs who aren't good you, you're getting your butts kicked by pittsburgh the same team that allowed javi Baez to score oh, when man. he was a force out at first and they tried to tag him like, like it's it's. I think that the Cardinals is a little bit more embarrassing uh, for a lot of reasons, and I wrote them about them too in my article, which is kind of like, I mean, that team for how long has they started pitching, and they just refuse to address it apparently. So, I'd say in order, Mets, Padres, but right, right, right behind them, Cardinals, because I really do think the division context matters, and yeah. then. I would go um, Cleveland just because Cleveland, they had some questions with their offense for last year too, even when they were good. So, and then Mariners, I'd go five because I think that division is pretty good and they haven't been awful, but they're just kind of, 
they're regressing. You know what I mean? They still got good pitching. Julio's having a sophomore slump, but a good team, but just not it's it's not the worst regression though. It's not like they're completely imploding like some of the other teams. Yeah, I have to check the wild card standings real quick because I want to see how close the New York the Mets are five games back. Yeah, I guess that's pretty bad. I was trying to think who would work <laughs> between the New York Mets and St. Louis Cardinals because the Cardinals, for all the reasons you just said, I mean, I think when we were picking division winners, the Cardinals might have been the biggest lock, not because they're the best team, but because, like you said, they're in the worst division. Like, it was the Cardinals versus exactly. like, four other teams that weren't going to try entering the season. And the Brewers, for yeah. all we know, could finish first and then do what they did last year, which is trade their best player away for no yeah. reason. Like, and this Cardinals team is like loaded with young talent on the yeah. major league level with the Gormans and the Donovans and the Jordan Walkers surrounding yeah. the Goldschmidts and the Nolan Arenados. Like they got two of the top three MVP candidates from last season. They got a bunch of young talent and to see what they've done this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you want to put them number one. I would probably agree with your New York Mets number one because mm. do you think this season changes for the New York Mets if they have like Carlos Correa on that roster? Because I, f- I feel like it probably doesn't. I mean, Correa, I'm going to look yeah. up his numbers real quick. I don't even think he's having like an all-star. Yeah, Correa he's gotten hot season. recently, but he's been bad. And that would be my uh, honorable mention for number one. I would say 1B for mm. biggest disappointments. Just every single player. That signed a big deal this offseason. Yeah, that's fair. Andres Jimenez of Cleveland, Manny Machado of the San Diego Padres, who's heating up recently. But let's just—I'm just talking about right now. Uh, Carlos Correa of the Minnesota Twins. Um, who else we got there? Justin Verlander for the Trey New York Turner. Mets. Did you say that? Trey Turner, who's just Isaiah Kiner Falefa. He's Nick Ahmed when Nick Ahmed isn't playing well. <laughs> oh God, that's you know what I mean. That's not a major leaguer there. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not—I'm I'm not kidding. WRC DeGrom. plus is at 82 last time I checked. DeGrom, in fairness, injury-related, but even still. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Rodon has not pitched yet. That was probably the second best available guy. Um, Xander Remember Bogarts, yeah. good, but like, like solid, but the hitting is a problem. He's been a little bit injured. Not as bad as Trey and Correa, but like it's just been all over the place, man. I guess Aaron Judge is kind of the exception. He's been hurt, but like mm-hmm. when he's playing, he's probably next to Otani, the best guy we have, so... Yeah, Dansby's just, been like all right. Dansby's yeah, Dansby's another, another one, but compared to the rest of the class, I mean, Dansby Swanson yeah. is like the the second coming of <laughs> like the best shortstop ever, right? Like, it's just been crazy how disappointing the free agent class is, and it was a really really solid free agent class in a lot of ways. But every single player, for the most part, Josh Bell, if you want to bring him up from Cleveland, he's been pretty uh, horrid. So just Abreu hasn't really done much, right? From Jose Abreu for the Astros. He's I think he's a negative WAR player right now. Last time I checked, like it's it's that bad. It's just really, it's a tough showcase, man. It's it's really tough to see what's happened uh, for a lot of teams, um, and particularly those. So, shouts to this free agent clash is thinking it up right now, and and Jimenez and Machado. And don't forget the largest contract handed out in Chicago White Sox history, Andrew yes. Benintendi. I forgot about that. <laughs> Andrew Benintendi, who has never been a superpower hitter, but I mean, geez, does he even have one home run? I think he might have he just has, one. He has literally one. <laughs> solo, solo mente home run. He's he's um, what's that guy's name? Nick something. Nick Madrigal. He was on the the White Sox for a little bit. A guy who just only hits like 300, but no power. He'll hit like 300 and slug 300. <laughs> like he's just like, it's just, I, oh my gosh, man. Just bad, bad stuff all the way around. Yeah, maybe that should have been the title of segment number one. Should you continue to sign free agents? Because <laughs> look at the spot track. It's bad, dude. I'm just, I got right? it pulled up right in front of me. It's bad. Right? I mean, Verlander, he's been hurt, but when he's pitched, he's been like 
all right. He hasn't been like Justin Verlander. Chris Bassett's been like, I've had him on a couple fancy teams. Like he's either like six, you know, six innings, two run mm-hmm. runs, or he's getting shelled for like three home runs and like seven. Yeah, yeah. Feels like yeah. over two innings pitch. So I don't know. I, I don't know. And I was really confident in this free agent. This felt like one of the more stacked free agent class after this year because yeah. the last few years it's been a shortstop carousel. Is another one this year with mm-hmm. the Bogarts and the Turners, mm-hmm. and then of course an Aaron Judge on the market. Where is Carlos Correa going to go? It's like. Last couple of years, I mean, we look at free agents. It, I don't know if it's really worked out. I feel like trade candidates seem to have hit harder than free agents. I don't know if there's like any science behind that, but that's just more of a an eye test kind of thing. When you're trading for the Goldschmidt's and the Mookie Betts of the world, it seems like those have worked mm-hmm. out signing those guys in free agency. But I guess Lindor was a trade, and he hasn't been exactly elite. He was a sign and trade too, so that's the a other thing trade. about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that's more of a basketball term, but they traded for him and then extended him, so it's similar to that, I, I think. But and we're talking about yeah. injury, Edwin Diaz too. I mean, he got yeah. hurt immediately. So yeah, free agent class, Bojack, not, look, not looking good. Oh so oh, overall conclusion, don't pay your players. <laughs> Be cheap. Stop paying major leaguers. Let them walk in free agency. Don't you dare, Miss. You're so lucky you're a Diamondbacks fan. <laughs> Angels, don't you pay that Shohei Otani. He's not worth the money. You let the greatest player of our generation of all time, maybe the GOAT, just walk. Okay, guys? Mm-hmm. But you know what you shouldn't let walk? Well, you mm-hmm. might be walking if you don't use this service, actually, because I'm a guy that's going to need this service because my car broke down, as we were talking about off air, um, <laughs> earlier today. And so I'm going to be in need of some service parts. And thankfully, Locked On has this great company that they work with called eBay Motors that could potentially help me because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. And I'm pretty sure the parts of my car aren't fitting correctly right now. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And don't forget, you can catch every D Bags and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast when you download the Sirius XM app and search up your favorite team, whether that be Diamondbacks or Padres. Now let's get back into the podcast, Javier Reyes. We just discussed some of the biggest disappointments from teams in Major League Baseball, even throughout the whole entire fridge in class from this past year. Basically, anyone that signed over 15 million, 15 million, 15 million annually has sucked this year. But how about some let's talk about some positives, some guys that may be on some crappy teams or guys that just want to change up their situation. Who are you looking at as trade deadline targets? Because for me personally, as a D-backs guy, I'm like, you know what? We need some more bullpen help. The yeah. rotation after Gallon and Merrill Kelly's pretty weak. 
We talked about this team earlier in the podcast after they gave out their largest free agent contract to Andrew Bantendi, but I would like to maybe take some of those guys from the White Sox. They got Giolito. You got Lance mm-hmm. Lynn. If you want to get really crazy, you got Dylan Cease all in that rotation. That would be perfect number two and number three starters in this D-backs rotation. Plus, you got guys like Kendall Graveman in the bullpen. This White Sox team, I think, might be the biggest sellers at the deadline with guys like Tim Anderson, all those pitchers I just named. They've been a team floundering around. They've been a team that's talked about trading their rental players. It doesn't seem like the vibes are good right now in Chicago. It hasn't felt that way the last couple years. So I think the White Sox are going to be the team that everyone's going to be trying to pick off at this year's trade deadline. I agree. The problem, and I I just want to preface this before we get into some some names and do more specifics, is this is a really weird trade market. Because on the one hand, I think that there are players on the Reds and the Giants that would be good. But those teams are good right now. And and maybe even the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, yeah. maybe a, a Carlos Santana. But like those teams are good. So it's this weird kind of bizarro twilight zone we're in where like the bad teams that need stuff, it, it would usually be from teams like the the White Sox and what or the Giants and the the Reds. But those teams are good now. So like Alexis Diaz, brother of Edwin Diaz, um, like he's been amazing this year, but I don't know if the Reds are gonna part with him. He's like 26. Like maybe they're like, screw it, this guy could be our our closer for the future and we might as well just hang on to him. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a scary sight to behold. I mean, Nick Senzel is someone you could throw out there if people want him. But the other thing is with the white Sox guys, I agree, but the problem is none of them are playing well. So it's like you have Luis Robert, right? But yeah. I don't know if he's a guy that they want to sell. I think they're like, all right, if there's one guy we keep, it's him. Yeah. Like, okay, Lucas Giolito, but, 3.54 isn't bad, but none of his stuff has been all that impressive. He's getting a little bit lucky with the XFIP and all that. So that's not great. And then you have Dylan Cease, who would probably cost a lot more yeah, and is right. not pitching well this year. Very, very quietly, by the way. <laughs> what yeah. happened to Dylan Cease? I, I know, know. He's, he's been weird before, but like last year, he was one of the elite strikeout guys in the sport. He was my Cy Young pick last year, and I almost got it right. Um, he's He's been a mess. And Tim Anderson is not slugging, which is never something he's known for. But he's not hitting for average. He's not getting on base. And his defense stinks. He's at like minus eight defensive front saves so far. Like it's it's a really weird market. Like I don't know. And, and things are going to change. Maybe the, the Reds come back down to earth. Maybe the Giants come back down to earth. But like a month ago, I would have told you Alex Cobb is the gem of the deadline. I don't think that's going to be the case now, man. I, I don't know. It's tough. We're going to see teams like the Reds and the Brewers and Pirates call up like the Dodgers and Padres be like, hey, what did it take to get one <laughs> yeah, of right. our players over here to our market, huh? <laughs> Let me get Mookie Betts to Cincinnati, eh? Let's do a little bit of that. Exactly, huh? man. Exactly. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But like, like I remember, I think, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. Like one of the first articles you, you find when you type in like trade deadline targets, I'm pretty sure had like nine giants and white Sox players and yeah. whatnot. And it's like, I don't think the giants are going to sell like at this rate. Why should they, especially if they beat the Padres again, I don't know if they have by the time people are watching this, hopefully not, but it's, it's just one of those rare bad markets, I think. And and there's some other guys that maybe, maybe there are teams who do believe they're like, I can fix him with Lucas, Lucas Giolito and some of these other guys on the white Sox. And maybe, I don't know, Brent Rooker of the A's or uh, Seth Brown of the – oh, man, see, see, you already are like, oh, no. And they're having – it's just the name, really, because they're having – I have Brent Rooker in fantasy. He's been fantastic. It's more when you hear a trade yeah. like, yeah, we gave up a, a bunch of prospects for Brent Rooker today. You're like, ah, oh, that one's <laughs> yeah, not – like, Oh, no. <laughs> so, 
those are some and then uh, i do the cardinals have anyone like they have a lot of outfielders maybe like a hey well, they got carlson tyler o'neill who didn't they like bench at one point for not hustling so maybe maybe yeah, they're sick of him so talking about big free agent contracts i mean wilson Contreras has had a pretty weird year with the st louis Cardinals. another <laughs> one man yeah. it's crazy it's like let's sign this catcher but then put him in the outfield in the eighth. <laughs> what? what what are we doing here like that doesn't make much sense um oh yeah. i think when looking at this the trade target i think it's going to be pretty pitcher heavy i think there's going to be a lot more pitchers but i do think your point is correct because just looking at the team like the san francisco excuse me san francisco giants mm-hmm. they're basically a roster just full of like b minus b players and they're winning games but it's like all these players that could fill holes for like true contenders you got the jd davises and you got a jock peterson or del scafani or alex cop like they got all these guys that could be back in rotation guys or just like number six hitters in your lineup guys that you need for that deep postseason run that can maybe give you a heroic moment or two but it's like if i'm the giants i just tried to make a big splash in the free agent market i already got all these B-level players, maybe I try to go out there and get an A-level player, and maybe I get early. I don't think anyone's trading for Otani at this deadline, but who knows? I mean, I think this is going to be a big pitcher deadline. The Cleveland Guardians, they just announced Tristan McKenzie is going to be out for a little bit. Maybe they want to get Shane Bieber. The Brewers, like you were just talking about, I mean, Corbin Burns, that kind of stuff has been circulating all year. They still got Woodruff and Freddie Peralta that they could potentially move as well. I think this is going to be a pretty busy trade deadline. I just don't know which way the acquisitions are going because like you said we might see these teams that we didn't expect you know even two three weeks ago to even be in the mix all of a sudden they're calling the high market teams like teams are going to be calling the new york mets and saying what can we do to get starling Marte off your roster or how can we get player x y and z off your roster so i think it's going to be really interesting um what do you think your padres are going to do you think prowler's back in his bag and aggressive or you're like you know what let's maybe shave a little payroll for not looking pretty by the deadline but then the other problem is how do you shave the payroll? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you might as well – like you can't – you're not giving away Bogarts. You're not giving away Tatis. You're not giving away Machado. One, because you're just not doing that. They're good. But then also they're not playing well, so that's not happening. You're not trading Soto because that's like the only guy you don't have under contract and he's great. And you'd basically be giving up on the guy that you traded your entire farm for. You can't trade Darvish because you just extended him for six years. You can't trade Cronenworth. Because you uh, traded him, you extended him for seven years. So the only thing that comes to mind is like maybe another bullpen arm because they've had some injuries to a couple. Their bullpen has been great. Don't get me wrong, third best ERA in baseball uh, out of the pen at the time of this recording. But you know, no Drew Pomeranz, no Robert Suarez. Maybe they're like, let's go get. I I've been saying are all this Chapman because one he's oh, playing, he's pitching a little bit better for the Royals this year. I see and more and there's a little bit more merit to it is that they had a lot of reported interest. In him in the offseason they just ended up to end up signing him so Mm-mm. they'd be like let's get the guy this is what preller does you know what i mean he likes going after guys uh even if people have all soured on them and whatnot like the hater was a good example they'd had interest in hater for like three years and then finally they made it happen last year so who knows twitter mobs are gonna come after you for that one javi you want a little chapman action on your team uh-oh. i'm not saying i want it i'm not saying i want uh-oh. it let me be clear let me be clear out let's here him, don't you let's dare don't you dare i'm just saying what's a possibility you know what i mean i'm just saying what they might do uh, mm. i don't think they need to but i feel like they'll make a move for just i'm not saying this is a good thing but for sake of just making a move i don't think preller can handle just sitting idly at the trade deadline so we'll see 
Well, I am glad Brian Reynolds resigned because I'm tired of those trade rumors from the offseason. So thankfully, preaching to the choir, my man. Preaching to the choir. Wrote, oh my God. I wrote about that at Just Baseball, too, by the way. The headline was no matter what happens, at least Brian Reynolds' rumors are done. That was my takeaway. It drove me insane, man. <laughs> oh my God. And then just one sneaky team that I want to watch out for this deadline, maybe Miami, because we always talk about their pitching. Every trade already added one Ooh. really good offense player in Luis arise this past offseason who's yeah. helped them tremendously they could get another bat in there with the way that they're already playing who knows sneaky team in the second half to potentially watch absolutely agreed 100 agreed well javi we're gonna have one more segment where we wrap up talking about the latest locked on mlb power rankings i first want to tell our listeners don't forget to catch every D-backs and Padres pitch on their hometown broadcast we can download the serious xm app and search up diamondbacks or Padres on the Sirius XM app. All right, back here on the Locked on Diamondbacks crossover with Locked on Padres host Javier Reyes. We already discussed the biggest MLB disappointments from teams in the whole free agent class. We talked about trade deadline targets. Just an overview, really, more of a general discussion about it. As we get closer to the deadline, we'll get more in the nitty-gritty. But last week, we discussed who potentially could be moving up and down in Lockdown's latest MLB power rankings. And thankfully, Lockdown recently, I think like yesterday or the day before, they dropped their MLB power rankings. So if you're listening audio only, go to YouTube because I am going to show the graphic on our Locked on Dimebacks and Locked on Padres YouTube channel. And so if you can see right now some, maybe I should have a side-by-side or something. I don't know. But as you can see right now, one big upgrade the D-backs have moved into the <laughs> top five. Guys, we are there. We have made it. D-backs are looking good. And some uh, and some other NL West teams that have gone in the opposite direction. Uh, Javi, do you want to maybe talk about your San Diego Padres all the way down there at number 19? I mean, I don't want to. I already discussed, you know, at the top of the pod what's been going on with them. That makes them behind the Red Sox and Reds. Um, people might freak out at that. I understand it. Um, I think I'd still put them ahead of the Red Sox because the Red Sox still have no pitching um, while the Padres do. And in theory, in theory, on paper, they should at least be better than what they are offensively. So I still think they're better than the Red Sox, but I don't feel like confident about it, man. It's just, it's been one of those years. I mean, seriously, uh, we talked about at the beginning of the pod. So many teams fell off this year. Um, Last year, the big fall off was probably the White Sox. They won their division in 2021, and then they just imploded last year, right? That was bad. But other than that, I mean, this year's had, like, five bad teams, like, falling off. It's just been – oh, man, I just – I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that – I think that we are in a time of sadness in baseball. Oh, Um, I will say – we're you and I are both – we did a a roundtable before the season started talking about the potential for the Diamondbacks – I think we all agreed they were like a year away, but we did think like, I don't think it was going to shock anyone if they had made the playoffs, but they have been a little bit better than expected. So shouts to them. Shouts to your team. Yeah, I know you've been oh, not yeah. exactly gifted with as fun of a team to talk about at all times um, over these past couple of years. But now you're getting to watch Christian Walker hit bombs, Corbin Carroll potentially be an MVP. So I am happy. I'm thrilled for you. Even if it is, at the expense of my team, uh, my my stupid, weird, dumb, idiot team 
that has found more ways to lose similar to a former football team that used to be in San Diego. That's how that's how bad it's felt this year for the Padres. Wow. Hey, at the end of the day, you're still loaded with talent. You guys could turn it yeah. around anytime. You keep your chin up high, Javier Reyes. Don't you worry too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just look at the rest of the MLB power rankings. I mean, if you're talking about some teams that have rose in these rankings, I mean, the Yankees are checking in at number seven after being at number 14 in the previous power ranking. So, Stacy, good job to your Yankees getting hot. Aaron mm-hmm. Judge getting healthy. That team's starting to get a little bit better sounds like there's some issues around you know the lineup sounds like they could use a few more boppers in there because it gets pretty thin after judge pretty fast but yankees are sitting pretty carlos rodon hopefully he comes back anytime soon hopefully nestor cortez gets back on track but the yankees are always going to be in the mix houston astros move up from 15 to 8 so it seems like all that personal bias against the h-town bros all that is wiped <laughs> away. They moved up to number eight and a very big riser at number nine. Shout out Peter Pratt, UK Marlins. The yeah, Marlins man. <laughs> moved up from 22 to number nine in the latest locked on power rankings. Incredible stuff by them. And if you're looking at some big followers, Red Sox were number 10 last time. Now they're at number 18. Sad to see them go. The Cubbies, they've fallen off a little bit from 18 to 24 right now. But for the most part, how accurate does this power ranking look like to you? I mean, I think the Mets being at 21 is probably insane, but they were 16 before in the previous power ranking. So maybe 21 is not even that crazy of a drop-off considering how they play this year, what their payroll's at, expectations coming to this season. I mean, would you say these power rankings are pretty accurate on June 20th as we're getting near halfway point of the season? I think that these are the best we've had so far. I can't find any team. Maybe you move the Yankees down like a tad, right? Like maybe move them down by a spot. But Marlins are playing great baseball. Like you said, Arise is like going to win the batting title. And he's sitting 400. Like the Angels, you could argue, you might be able to argue the Angels over the Blue Jays, but I like the Blue Jays overall talent a little bit more. But I like what I see here, man. I I really do. And it stinks for my team again. But it makes sense. I mean, all the bad teams are there. And yeah, it might sound crazy to have the Mets there, but... Verlander and Scherzer heading your rotation. They're both old and not being effective right now. Francisco Lindor not doing all that great. My beloved. Uh, It makes sense, right? Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I I really do. I think that this is the most accurate we've had yet. I really do. And I I honestly think that this is the one that could stay this way uh, for a while. Give or take, you know, maybe the D-backs was a couple games. Maybe lose, move down from five to six, right? And then maybe a team like, uh, like, um, I forgot who who was behind them. That I, I got you. About. I got yeah, you. Yeah. Hold on, who is that's it? the old one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe like Houston. Houston is the one is the type of team that I think could get hot because you know why? Because they've been doing that for the past like five years. So, but other than that, I think it all makes sense. I think this is the the best overall rankings we've had in a while. Um, yeah, man. It's yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. My favorite one I think on this ranking is maybe the Angels at number 11, just mm. outside that top 10. And mm. we've been wanting, hey, I know I slander him a lot, but it's only because of the lack of times he's been to the postseason. I want, I want everyone to get this right. I want to see Mike Trout on the biggest stage because if he does get on the biggest stage, then there will be nothing for me to say. He's basically, I got a great comparison. Sit down in your seats, everyone. Until until this man won the NBA ring this past year, you could say Mike Trout is the Nikola Jokic oh, stop of Major it. League Baseball. Jokic oh, triple doubles. It. He just had the most dominant postseason maybe ever. If Mike Trout 
does what Jokic does in the regular season and then gets the playoffs and dominates and he doesn't even have to win a ring. But if he just has a good postseason where they maybe win a round or two, then it's like, all right, no more Mike Trout slander. But if we get to the postseason. And considering they might have actually put a team around him for once, a la yeah. the, the Nuggets, they got Jamal Murray and Michael exactly. Porter healthy, Aaron Gordon. They actually gave him a team. And I, the funny thing about the Nuggets situation is that anyone who watched basketball knew that like <laughs> the Nuggets were going to be great. They just didn't have Murray and Porter the past two years. That's why they were the sixth seed. And with the Angels, it's usually not Trout's fault. What's funny is he's yeah, actually not having not his best season. Yeah. Like, he's been in a big slump for a lot of it, and now they're good. <laughs> it's just like, it reminds me a little bit of, like, um, the Mariners finally getting good when when Felix Hernandez finally oh, fell so off, old. where it's like, oh, great, now you guys figured out how to build a team. So that, that's kind of what it reminds me of. I think everyone kind of is rooting for the Angels, in, in a way. I think yeah. everyone's holding their breath, though. They just don't want to see... Like the, everyone wants to see this in the playoffs. It would be so freaking cool. We got a taste of it in the WBC. So yeah, and sadly, I mean, who knows? Could be the last time Mike Trout makes a playoffs. Otani does leave this offseason. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna have a better shot to do things on a big stage in this year if you know if they make it and don't make it far. So he's just the Terminator, man. Yeah. Like he analyzes and gets better. He's a Sentinel. He's Ultron. He just gets better at things. You know, I'm not gonna say Sentinels. Those are more like 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 targeting based on species and what you're born with right but like just the overall like you know robots and they adapt to situations like otani just gets better he's just hitting 300 so now he's gonna hit for for contact too and not only power not that he was a bad contact hitter it's just i don't get it man i don't get it put this man in the playoffs we need it I haven't tested the X-Men lore of my audience yet, so I'm not too sure if they get the Sentinel reference or not, but just know that one hit right here in the heart. There's <laughs> no me and you. We're right here. I, I'm a little locked in. I had the My Hero one uh, a couple weeks ago. Like that you one. Name like, all my favorite right. stuff. My yeah. Hero, X-Men. You name all my favorites week to week. I didn't realize you were an X-Head. Let's go. I'm I love X-Men. That. I can't wait for them to join the MCU and we get to, and listen, Deadpool 3, Logan might be back. Let's go. We want that, man. I, uh, Hugh Jackman, that's the beast. That's the goat right there. But speaking of goats, Javier Reyes of Lockdown Padres, another week. Listen, guys, I'm coming with flowers next week for the one month anniversary. We'll see what Javier Reyes. Does. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the bully, but who knows? We'll see what happens next week. Who's got the nice things to say to the other person? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, hey, before we wrap up today, where can the listeners find you, Javier? Uh, you can find me at Javapena on Twitter, J A V I I P E N O, for whatever I tweet about, some memes, some good stuff. Uh, getting back into my writing groove lately, so hopefully going to post more stuff, baseball and movie stuff as well on the side. Um, and then at LO underscore Padres for updates on the show and just live tweeting the game and, you know, crap posting and all that stuff. Um, getting Whoa. Oh, oh, apart oh, man. <laughs> smoking a pack for the for the audience. <laughs> oh, no. God dang it. Uh, getting ratioed on my Padres account the other day, but it doesn't matter. It's okay. We pushed through. And then, of course, follow the YouTube show. I'm going to stop talking now before I die. <laughs> All right. For Padres listeners, at Creative Thomas 24 for the personal Twitter account, look up Locked on Diamondbacks Twitter, Instagram for the podcast. <laughs> Show a handle, and we're on all your streaming platforms, YouTube, Locked on Dimebacks. You can catch us wherever. Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres, another Tuesday crossover, another power ranking, and a whole lot more that we just discussed. Hopefully, we can do it all again next week, sir. Until then, adios.